Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Yeah, woo woo, we are here. It is Christmas time. Christmas yes, time is. is here. And I love this, it. This weekend we have we have a Christmas event. We sure do. We have uh, King's Academy and his kids are putting on a Christmas carol. I know. I love it. I do believe you can still buy tickets. And so yeah. you get online, check it out. It's going to be awesome. You can always go to hpc.church for all your information. I believe it's under the events tab. But yeah, man, we've been watching the kids get ready for this. And I love A Christmas Carol. It's one of my favorites. It's always good. No music in this show. So that was one of the things that I think the kids and I were surprised about. But it can it's take a play. A, it's a play. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting because a lot of the plays that I've seen my children do typically have mm-hmm. music. Same. Like I've been more in musicals and all of that growing up. So. But- It'll this be. Is, this is going to be awesome. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see. Let me boost you up here, buddy, because you're, you know, too you're too, too low there. But okay. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, like without the music, how how the kids fare because it's it's totally just dialogue mm-hmm. and acting. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. You'll find out who. I almost said the Grinch. No, that's a different story. You'll find out who. Uh, Mr. Scrooges, Bob Cratchit, and all those greats. <laughs> you were really into plays when you were in k- a kid, right? You did a lot. Oh, of, absolutely. Yeah. I did I did lots of plays, lots of drama. Yeah. So, do you still now, do a lot of drama? I, I get a lot of drama without a, you know, without <laughs> a formal I, script, you know? <laughs> it's just called Welcome to My Life. Yes, dude. I say you get a lot of drama. But I wouldn't have it any other way. That's so. awesome. Nobody needs a script for that, right? Oh, uh, no. No. Wow. So here's on the horizon. I mean, I don't know. Even before we go to, you know, we got the Christmas play. We have two weeks to Christmas. I can't believe we're at the end of a year. Did it hit you just as fast, too? Yeah, it hit me today. I was like, wow, we got through a whole year. Um, And doing doing the breakdown, like, really kind of keeps me in, in like, a a rhythm throughout the year. And I was like, wow, we have almost had, like, a whole other year of breakdowns. I know. I know. So we, this would be like approaching our second yeah. year when yeah. we hit January. Wow, it's fascinating. We should have like done the whole one uh, 100th episode celebration type thing. I think we're well beyond that now. Oh, uh, maybe we, we not. Might be, we might be close. We might I don't be, know. We should find out. Yeah. Because you're right. There's 52 weeks in a year. We do a breakdown a week. Wow. It would be so funny if this was the 100th episode. Well, if you know, David, if you want to let us know, just put a little... <laughs> <laughs> or David, if you want to let us know when the 100th yeah. episode is, that would be awesome. You are listening to episode 97. Again, we do love to hear if you're using the breakdown for your greenhouse or Luke and I, you know, this was Luke's vision two years ago and he went to Pastor Zach and Pastor Zach was like, yeah, do it. Jump it in. Jump in with it. Grab Kurt. And we're trying to model what it is to dialogue after yeah. a Sunday service. And I think that's really important. Um, the messages that we often receive here are very meaty. Absolutely. And so yeah. when you're chewing meat, you know, you got to chew it a little bit. And it's good to to meditate on that with friends and family. So mm-hmm. we love this breakdown. It gives us an opportunity to do it and then model what it's like. Absolutely. And we love it when you give us feedback. Yeah. Uh, constructive feedback is always welcome as well. Uh, you had to you go know, there, just, Luke. Man. No, because I think it's important, you know, just to hear what how, how this is helping people. And, yeah. and maybe there's ideas on how to you know, grow, make it better. So, okay. Awesome. All right. Well, we had another tremendous Sunday. I don't want to do the play by play like we're sports center or something, but it was a great Sunday. It was really good to be in the house. I do want to say 
This is an amazing season. Of course, Pastor Holly and Roger, they had their baby. They've welcomed into the world Plymouth, Samuel. So that's really exciting to see. You know, I brought the my breakdown mug and I didn't bring yours. I saw that. I'm really okay. I saw it's you okay. glancing at it. I have my, my Cumberland Farms plastic. <laughs> Cup. I'm really sorry, Luke. Luke's over here watching me with my mug. <laughs> when we used to do this live yes, on camera, yeah. we had these mugs. And uh, thanks, Alex and Haley. That's an ode to you guys. But I'm sorry I didn't bring yours. Next time, I'll Next bring time. it. Next time. So Pastor Holly came to a few of us earlier this year, and she said, hey, listen, God is moving on my heart to start writing our own curriculum again. Yeah. Um, Holly did this for a long time when our children's ministry was small. That's a big task. It's a big it's, undertaking. It's a really, really big task, when you, especially when you think about how there are people who their entire job is spent just creating children's curriculum. Yeah. And they sell it to churches. I know. So it's, it's, it is a big, a big, big task. And it's super important. You don't just put something together. No, you you really don't, especially when you're doing it for 200, you know, the spectrum mm -hmm. of 250 kids and they are running, you know, in, in pre-K all the way to fifth grade. So it has been an amazing journey to jump in and support her and Pastor Roger and that endeavor and their team. And I will say we're two weeks in this past Sunday was really cool to see some things take shape and take awesome. form. As we've talked to some of the teachers, they've appreciated that. They have the opportunity not to just follow a script, but to get to lean in to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Say, Lord, how are you directing us in this study? Because not everything is the play-by-play -play and broken down. Nope. So, And we appreciate when people jump in and serving kids ministry. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great season. We're glad to have the, uh, the curriculum that we do have as we're kicking off and moving into a brand new year. But that also brings us right back to our service on Sunday and how God was moving mightily, especially, Amen. not especially, but during second service, we had that altar call during worship, which was about prodigals and or parents, or rather children who had a concern for their parents. Yeah, that was, uh, but I think the, the whole heart of it, as yeah. you were getting at, is basically like who, they, do you have a burden for like your family? Mm. Um, or And for me, it was, I was thinking about people in my life that I would like to see come to the Lord. Um, and so, you know, pastors that call people forward yeah and then those that were asked to go on the stage were parents for children uh children for their parents I know. yeah you know, and, th and that is that is special because usually you we hear a lot about um parents who want their prodigal to come home yeah but this was a, a little bit a little bit reversed and i think it can be pastor zach really teased that out it can it, it can be kind of tricky being in that position yeah it, it really is when when you're the child looking up to the parent you know and, and there must be honor especially as the follower of christ yeah. you know we're called we even as adults were called to honor our father and mother. And if you're a, a child, but you're an adult, it is very tricky when your parents aren't mm -hmm. followers of Christ and to still show that honor and to want to see them in the kingdom. So just a real beautiful, yeah, you know, time there. And I, I think that um, as we get into this message and hearing about how Pastor Zach brought us, it's kind of funny because two weeks ago, he's like, I don't usually preach Christmas messages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and here we are getting into the beginning of how the Christmas <laughs> session starts. So that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Oh. I think uh, I, you know, what I'm thinking about as, you're, as we're talking, it's, you know, we don't, I think what Pastor Zach gets at when he says, I don't like preaching the Christmas messages is it's, he doesn't like the you know, the, the cliche-ness of like, okay, it's Christmas season. So now obviously the pastor's going to get up and yeah. he's going to talk something about Christmas. Yep. 
right? So I and, and I I agree with that where it's just kind of like, all right, here we go again. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, when we're listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is telling this story yeah. over and over. And the Christmas story is that of Jesus being born. And the altar call was echoing that that spirit of Christmas where yeah. <laughs> we desire that Jesus would be born not only in us, yeah. but in others. Mm-hmm. So as we listen to the Holy Spirit, we're going to come into alignment with what he is saying to the churches in the world and our church today. Yeah. And and that is the Christmas season. So it, it, it is, um, to echo Pastor Zach, it is not just about these decorations that we throw up. Mm-hmm. It's not just about saying the things to say. Yeah, that's right. It's what is what is the heart of the Father for us now. Yeah. And I think using the joy of Christmas, the happiness, everything, all the pictures, the yes. imagery, everything, we have a, an opportunity as followers of Christ, as mm-hmm. Christians, to be able to say, hey, listen, if the world is indeed a little bit more open during this time, praise God. You think God is is turning his nose to that? Yeah. I mean, I think about Paul showing up in, uh, I think it was Athens with the uh, looking at yeah. all the gods yep. and yep. it's like to the unknown God. Yep. Paul used what they had. Mm-hmm. Paul used what they had. And I think it's it's an awesome opportunity. That's why we did not this year, but in the past two years, the nostalgic Christmas. Hey, come to Macy's and mm-hmm. see. And people started coming to our church and learning about Christ because of that. Yeah. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity if you're able to put up. I get really touched when I drive by the Christmas displays. And I don't know if you've seen this now, but there's this new thing where it's a wood cutout. It, it could be the Grinch, like most people are doing right now. But have you seen the nativity where they do the wood cutout and then they shine the light on it so the shadow casts oh, so on it's the like house? A silhouette. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. That is an exceptional really look. Cool. I love it. I just saw it recently with the Grinch, but I, I first saw it with the nativity yeah, and I loved yeah. it. I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's just the heart. It's don't let it just be about these traditional things yeah because uh, if you do it is you're, you are going to get tired and it's going to get it's going to get rote yeah i know i hear you so pastor zach brought us into luke chapter one which we typically find ourselves in at christmas time if you're watching the peanuts christmas film charlie brown you're going to find it you know i forget the little boy that gets yeah. up you know, and it's great <laughs> um and so he starts and what i loved is he was able to share it again second service but first service he had this holy spirit pause you know i don't want to be weird or cliche, but he had this Holy Spirit pause. He's getting into the message and the Holy Spirit, if you're paying attention, is giving revelation to both Zachariah and his wife, Elizabeth, were blameless in the sight of the Lord. And Pastor Zach took this quick pause, PSA, you know, coming off the heels of our first marriage conference in November to say, listen, if you are married, you got to make sure you're running together. You mm-hmm. got to make sure that it's it's not enough that you be good. Mm-hmm but that you're running together. And I would say, especially if you're the man, the onus and responsibility is is on us to be able yeah. to say that we're leading our wives and our children well. Our household should be in order, not necessarily perfect, right. but in order. And and that took me several years to be okay mm-hmm. with because I was thinking perfect, not order, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Jesus and the Bible, we get this picture of the yoke, mm. right? And and when you're when you're married, you are yoked together. So you have to pull together. And I'm sure if you compare each ox, one of them is going to be physically stronger than the other one. Right. Um, But they have to submit to a mutual partnership. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I would say yeah, applying this a concept of they both walk blamelessly, that also applies to people like myself who are not married because we live and operate within the context of a spiritual family. And so it is on me to not just take off on my own. Yes. But I am responsible for the, the spiritual welf- welfare of those around me. I'm, I am uh, responsible to be receiving from those around me as well. Mm-hmm. Even people who I may on the surface look at them and say, oh, they're not as spiritually mature as where I perceive myself to be because we can learn from one another no matter where we're at. Yeah. Uh, so we have to do this together. Absolutely. Which is really good when you bring it back to the family and a household. I love what you're saying, too, if you're not married, but to really, you know, see yourself with right. others. That's a, that's Because I do walk point. with others. That's good. That's a wonderful point. Um, I was just talking to a friend of ours the other day, and he was saying the same thing, how important it is to make sure that even the younger ones were able to listen to mm. and learn from. It doesn't matter our spiritual maturity. The Lord is the one that will speak through the donkey. And out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, he has ordained strength. Right. And a child shall lead them. So I think it really goes hand in hand with that picture of what God was communicating the week before in service about this multi-generational approach. Yeah, and Pastor Zach emphasized, he said, we are not to separate ourselves from the things God has committed us to. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, sometimes it's not that we want to separate ourselves, but as we grow spiritually, we can feel uh, drained by the circumstances around us or the people around us, especially if their focus yeah. is not uh, exactly on the Lord the way ours is. Right. Right. So it's, it's when you have that burst forward, you can feel this like, oh, wow, people around me are just not getting it. Yeah. And when we allow that attitude to really sink in, then like we pull away. Yeah. But I think we have to um, look to Jesus about, well, how did he pull away? Because he pulled away, but not in a way that that was selfish. Like he would spend time with the father and get recharged. Like you'll read it throughout the gospels. Like Jesus went off Mm -hmm. to pray. Mm -hmm. He even left his disciples to go pray by himself, Mm -hmm. but he always went back. That's right. He always went back. So his heart was always for uh, those that he was called to minister to. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Luke, that you bring this up, especially in the context of family, because as one individual, let's just say, you know, you have a husband or a wife and one of those two is growing in a more exponential rate than the other, you know, the enemy can sneak in Mm -hmm. and start whispering devices. That's the word right there. Mm -hmm. Like, look, your family's not coming along. He doesn't want to come along. She doesn't want to come along. And all of a sudden, you now are tracking with the Lord in an amazing way, but the enemy just snuck in and started sowing tares and seeds of division into this beautiful garden that Mm -hmm. God's building. And I think what it does is it reminds us that one of the things I always come back to, um, I've been serving in a pastoral role for 16 years and have really had to struggle and wrestle through this. And it's like, I have two covenants. And and I know that other pastors may disagree with me, but I want to just put this out there because we we do get a lot of pressure sometimes. I believe personally that I have two covenants. I have a covenant with God and a covenant with my wife. My children are a byproduct of that covenant with my wife. Mm-hmm. So where do you think my responsibilities should lie? They should lie first to my God and to my wife and then to my children who are a byproduct right. of that Amen. covenant. Yep. And so this is why Paul writes to Timothy and Titus and says, listen, if you're looking for elders, if you're looking for bishops, if you're looking for deacons and overseers, this is what they should look like. Mm -hmm. Husband of one wife, not given to wine, you know, uh, really having their house in order. Their children love to listen. Um, So it's not love to listen. Their children are, you know, (laughs) obedient and respectful. Let me not add that. (laughs) 
I don't know Eddie, many kids no. that love to I don't listen. know adults that love, <laughs> I to don't listen. love to listen. No, God is speaking. You need to listen. That is not what the scripture says. But uh, Paul does write these things to Titus and Timothy. And I, yeah. I, I think it's really important we come back to, you know, and Pastor Zach gave a couple of examples mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe you were a part of this ministry and you started charging forward right. and you turned around and realized that your wife and kids weren't with you. Or vice versa, right. you realize your husband and kids weren't with you. Well, and I think a lesson in that for us too, a good, an excellent reminder is how whatever we we receive from the Lord is what we are to give out. Amen. So like Jesus said, freely you have, your, you have received, mm-hmm. freely give. Yeah. So whatever I am equipped with from the Lord yeah. is so that I can then pour that out and impart that to others. Mm-hmm. And, and and that comes from walking in the spirit. I don't, I don't think we always are keenly aware of, the the power of what it is to receive from the Lord. Yeah. Because when you receive something and you know it was the Lord, no matter how simple it was, there's it, there's spiritual power in that where you can when you share that with others, it 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 gets imparted to them. Mm. You know, Luke, I I just feel like there's one more point before we move on from this because I really feel the Lord the Lord strong on what mm-hmm. you and I are doing volleying right now is. In a family unit, you know, whether you're the child, the husband, the, the mother, it doesn't really matter. In a family unit, one thing that you brought up that I thought was beautiful was that Jesus may have stepped away for a time to get recharged from the Father, get vision and yep. direction from the Father, so that he can then bring that back and start implementing it. And I think that's an excellent practice for each and every one of us. Uh, it's good to pull away, whether you're, wherever you are in the family, right? Mm-hmm. Husband, mother, uh, husband, wife, children, doesn't matter. Everybody pull away, have that intimate time with the Lord. This yeah. is what's critical. You got to have that connection with the Lord because yes. no matter what your role is in the family unit, he will show you how to come in and have that mutual submission or that leadership. He will show you. Yeah. And, and then we're not fighting. We're not warring. Mm-hmm. We're not allowing division. We're recognizing and identify our roles and responsibilities and start moving forward healthily. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Paul talks about, um, you know, if, if you became saved, but you're your 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 spouse did not right. Like he says if your if your spouse will have you yep. continue to live with them absolutely because you can sanctify your spouse and like what is that like when we say sanctify your spouse it's like well no you are going to impart to them that's right what the Holy Spirit is showing you yeah because you are now a vessel so you carry the Holy Spirit into that into that home and hopefully by your example by your love by your perseverance um they will be won over. Amen. And then that also applies to us who are not married. That's right. It's so I let's say you you have friends who are not believers. Now, obviously, if you are a believer and they're an unbeliever, there's like a there's a barrier there and you can only go so deep. Right. Um, but if you can walk in relationship with them in a way that does not cause you to sin or mm. stumble, you are the light there. So by walking with them and imparting to them, listening to the Holy Spirit when you're with them. You can be the voice, the hands and feet of the Holy Spirit at that time. So good. So good. But again, it's important to, to have. Go back. Yeah, to go back. It's really good. All right. So as we move forward into this passage, we see Zacharias. Pastor Zach highlighted this. We see Zacharias. We're in Luke 1, by the way. We see Zacharias performing his normal priestly duties. Um, again, another Nacho Libre hint right there. As I almost cracked up laughing on Sunday because the priestly service, I was like, priestly duties. That uh, are from Nacho Libre. So all of our Nacho Libre fans are going to appreciate that. But (laughs) nevertheless, what I loved about what Pastor Zach highlighted here, what the Holy Spirit was showing him, is this idea of the divine and the dull. 
and how important it is that when we find ourselves in a regular, sometimes monotonous service, this, this dull involvement, that we're not missing out on a divine opportunity. You know, one of the things that I've had to learn in the past several years is just show up. Yeah. Just show up. Don't abandon your post. Just show up. Mm -hmm. Because when you show up, you know the Lord is going to respond. Draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. One thing Pastor Zach teased out, I want to just kind of lay yeah, the framework for you to, Pastor Zach teased out with his staff on Monday morning was that this Luke 1, this encounter, you know, whether it's Matthew 1 or Luke 1, this comes, this gospel beginning comes after 400 years of radio silence yes. from the last yes. prophet of Malachi. And it's like, we're, we're looking at Zacharias, who is just, hey, we do the things we're told right. to do. The priests do the things they're told to do because they know the laws. They know the things that have come before them. They have the, the prophets to lean on, and they have the laws mm -hmm. to lean on. And I think about us when we become Christians yeah. and how for a while we just like, mm -hmm. okay, we're just continuing with the routine, but we always have to be ready. Right, right. Well, you know, that 400 years, people have referred to it as the silent yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. You know, God was always speaking uh, through times, through prophets, and then you have this gap mm -hmm. where there is nothing there's no additional um revelation or voice yeah right and i think we can find ourselves in seasons like that too oh absolutely um, i would say even like for myself personally like that's kind of where i'm at and, okay. and like especially over the last couple of weeks we've been hearing uh, a lot of um you know challenges to like don't get don't lose heart in, right in well doing right a lot of this persevering in what what the lord has brought you to and i would say for me for me personally it's uh, what I've been sensing from the Lord lately is just a lot of, okay, I've given you all the pieces, mm. so just work hard with that. Mm. You know, it's like when Paul says, like, you know, work heartily as unto the Lord. Um, but it can be it, it, to, a little unsettling when you find yourself <laughs> in one of those seasons yeah. because you're like, oh, there's nothing new. Yeah. There, there's, it's not as... You know, it's exciting to get like these assignments, to get yes. these gifts from the Lord, to get these, seeing like how he's reordering pieces of your life and then putting them together. But we can't live in that place all the time because there ha at a certain point you're going to be, you're going to come into a place of maturity yeah. or, or, or and, and responsibility where it's, okay, now that I have provided these things for you, now that I have grown you out of these other places and, and equipped you you now have a responsibility to steward that. Mm -hmm. And it can feel like God is being silent mm. if all you're looking for is just that that new impartation, that new voice, yeah. or that, that new piece, yeah. right? It, but he's not being silent. He's saying, no, like, do it. I'm here with you. Because it's not that like the Holy Spirit has left me. I can feel that. Yeah. But it's when I'm coming into a season of just continue and persevere do the do what i have called you to do yeah well what's interesting that you're bringing up here that i'm just really excited to dive into is that you're speaking to and this passage is speaking to times and seasons mm -hmm. and the lord knows the times and the seasons because he has everything in order we sometimes think that he's just deciding today whatever no he has everything in order he knows the beginning he knows the end mm -hmm. he knows everything in between and so in these times and seasons it is important that if we've come to a more, more mature place where we're not getting this fresh 
divine thing every single day, and we're, we're just staying with that grind, that speaks to faithfulness. Yes. And God responds to faithfulness. And so what I see here is this gap, if you look at the 400 years prior to this, or if you just look at anything in our own lives where we hit this mark, where we're, we've been serving the Lord for a long time, we haven't really sensed anything new. It's maybe just a little dull, but we're staying faithful, number one, through faith and, and patience, right. you inherit the promises. But also number two, to understand that on the other side of what you're persevering, on the other side of what you're remaining faithful to, is something new that the Lord Amen. wants to do. Amen. Because again, the, 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 the dullness is just my attitude. Yeah. Well, no, it, this is great. It, it, it's, it really speaks to the fact that we're, there's so much more at play than just our own personal lives. We have to start seeing there's a grander picture here. As I've been meditating and reading through Daniel and Revelation, I'm starting to realize like, wow, I'm one person. Mm-hmm. We are one church, you know, and our one, one, one gathering in this location. And there's multiple gatherings in churches, but it's one bride mm-hmm. and God is doing something big. And right. if he has something that he wants to move and move his church forward in a new season, he's got to get everybody in alignment to do so. Right. It is really interesting when you think about it. So it, it's, it really lends to, hey, I do need to be encouraged and reminded. Paul says to Timothy, stir up that gift that is in you. Yeah. And we do have Amen. to stir it up sometimes and say, you know Amen. what, God? I'm going to keep my hand to the plow. Yep. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to take you at your word and believe that I'm not forsaken. I'm not forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where I am. You know exactly where you placed me. Because look at this. I mean, it's so funny. The lot falls to Zacharias. You know, it's like, and, and I know Zach was teasing it out and joking and saying God made sure that the lot was going to fall to him that day. And he probably did. Yeah. He probably yep. did. You know, and it's just really cool. It's like we we sometimes miss it. We miss the divine mm-hmm. because we're caught up with like, oh, this is just another dull day, whether right. it's going to church, whether it's staying faithful to the covenants that God has given to yep. us, you know, or whatever it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like I was saying before, the, the, the dullness, I think, really refers to our attitude. Because even in those seasons of uh, being faithful and persevering, the person that is sustaining us is still the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. still God. Mm-hmm. So don't confuse your, what you perceive as, as your, your, your season of faithfulness as you're walking in your own strength. Yes, that's true. Because it can be, it can you can start to think that it's you yeah. now. Like, yeah. oh, see, oh, God's I left me, do it. Yep. and I just got to keep it. No, He is sustaining you in those seasons of strength. Yeah, and that is, and when you recognize that, you can do the same thing over and over and still be receiving from Him mm. because you're realizing, wow, I wouldn't even be here without God. Yeah, and when you start to find yourself being dull, or you're you're getting, you know, lost in the mundane. Go back. That's why you have to have you have to practice gratitude. You have to go back over those seasons. Like, well, let's think about like where God brought you from. Cause, yeah. Because three, four years ago, would you have thought where you're at today as dull mm. and mundane? No, probably not. Yeah. So, like, go over that journey again, and then you will you will remember. Oh, the Lord has put me here. Yeah. And He's the one who's still sustaining me. Yeah. And then it's not dull anymore. I know. It's interesting you're bringing up that it's more of an attitude and a perspective, and we're living in this instant gratification world, this instant gratification culture. We've had dialogues with people who talk about the young millionaires and the challenge of 
you know, you you make a million off of some TikTok thing or whatever, but you have no depth for how to manage that. And it doesn't become long lasting. Mm -hmm. I, I think about our forefathers who have the same job at the factory or whatever for 20 to 30 years, the steadfastness, the faithfulness, mm -hmm. they were faithful to their spouse, they were faithful to their right. children, you know, and we've become this instant gratification culture of, well, I want it now. Mm -hmm. I need to have it now. And if I'm not getting something new from God, maybe I have to work harder. We bring in striving, yep. um, you know, but. Right. And then, and then it's like, we're, we, we fall into this. I, I think it's really a false mentality that I can somehow conjure the yes. presence of God. Yes. It, it's, that's not how that works. Like yeah. I, it's not this like mystical, magical thing where it's like, if I say the right things, do the thing, then God's going to move. Mm. No, you, we, we, we remain faithful. We remain obedient. Yep. Like obedience is better than sacrifice. And we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And the Lord meets us in those, in those, those times. And then he moves as he chooses to move. Well, this is beautiful because this is exactly, exactly what it comes into with this next part of the passage, moving into the holy place. You have that last stop of the altar of incense, which is our intercession and our prayer. And if we want that presence of God, yep. we have to stay in that pocket. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. You might have to wake up, you know, or go to sleep later. You, you, the Lord has that time. He wants to connect with you, but we have to stay faithful to that and coming right to, okay, I'm going to add some more incense today. More is going to burn. Yeah. I'm going to get back on my knees. I'm going to get back in that prayer closet. I'm going to stay in his presence. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay active and let him know yeah. that I want to be mm -hmm. here in his presence. I, I know Amen. I can't conjure Amen. it up, yeah. but I'm just going to show my faithfulness that way. And, and what we find is that the Lord does respond to that. Right. right. Amen. Amen. And, and I, I, it's hitting me more now than it did in service, but Pastor Zach was talking about how the altar of incense was the last mm. uh, stop before you'd get to the curtain Correct. and the Holy of Holies. And he was uh, emphasizing how, you know, the the incense represents our prayers, our worship. Um, but he's also thinking about it from God's perspective. Because at that time, like, that's where the, the Spirit of God right. was in the Holy of Holies. So as the Spirit of God would step out, the first thing it would encounter mm. is the the prayers of, yep. of God's people. Yeah. And God is going to move and do what he wants to do. Yes. But to apply that that metaphor to our life, it's I want to create something that he can step into. That's I, right. How do I want him to find me when he does come to mm -hmm. me? Um and it, it might seem like, oh that's kind of you know like duh, but it's like, no, we have to, we have to this is part of us remaining faithful is he is worthy of our worship. So I will worship him no matter where I find myself. Mm. Um, and because he, he is going to encounter me. He is going to equip me as a good father. So do I want him to step into my prayers or do I want it to be a situation like with Gideon where <laughs> Gideon was hiding, in a, hiding in, the wine in a wine press yeah. and God still meets him there, he does. right? Because God is faithful and God will do what he's going to do. He's going to use you. How do you want him to find you ready? What mm. do you want him to step into? Yeah. And he will step into your wine press if you're in a wine press. That's right. It's hiding in a wine press season. Yeah. But even in that place, offer you can offer your prayer. That's and awesome. And then it's like you create an altar. So build an altar to the Lord wherever you are. This is actually really good. You know, and it moves us into those final two points about making ready and being prepared. You know, the preparedness that's required with this whole idea of the John the Baptist anointing, this Elijah anointing, 
that is on our church that Pastor John and Pastor Zach have been speaking for a while. Well, part of that role is to make ready. And if we know that the kingdom of our God is coming, you know, hey, repent, because the Mm -hmm. kingdom of God is at hand is what they were told to preach. And Jesus was going into those towns. Well, we're here doing the same thing. Okay, we're that convoy that Pastor Zach was talking about. We're here making ready, making straight, making clean, leveling, bringing down the high places, making straight that path. So when the Lord comes, he is coming in his fullness and his glory, and he'll do the work. We just have to make the make the path ready. And and I think it's beautiful. You know, right now my mind is jumping to, I think it's Matthew 12, when Jesus sends out uh, the 70. And when he sends them out two by two, he says, listen, you go, you look for the house of peace, you look for the people of peace, and you yep. share. And if they welcome it, stay. Yep. And if they don't, just shake the dust off and move on. Yep. So it's not a lot required. You know, it's just trust the Lord. Just go and, and prepare the way. Yeah. If they don't receive it, yeah. that's okay. Leave it Very to God. Very minimal instructions. Yeah. 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 So it, it's like, okay, we we can do this. We've been called to prepare the way. And, you know, one of his disciples says, well, I don't know the way. Jesus says, I'm the way. Mm-hmm. So we're just pointing towards Jesus as we're making this but way. I, for- but I, I just think about this. And I kind of find it funny. Jesus never tells us when to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's actually, true. No, it's an eternal task. It's yeah. like, it's, this, is a, this is our perpetual service. Yep, I know. <laughs> is to make ready. I know. Um, And it can be tiring because you're like, oh, I'm always doing this. But that's why yeah. it's important. Like if you're getting this image of cultivating a field and you're turning up the soil, mm-hmm. that can be hard and tiring. But every interaction that we have with people is manipulating the soil of their heart. Mm. So if you're getting tired, just take, you know, turn around and look at, all of the soil that you've that you've done that you've tilled over the course of service, yeah. and then you'll see how far you've come. You know, d- derive um, encouragement and and strength from seeing what the Lord has used you to do as well. Not yeah. just where He's brought you from, but what He's also used you to do. That's an excellent point. You know, I think about that preparedness. That would move us into preparing our own heart to make ready, keeping our heart Amen. prepared. Yeah. And Hebrews 6 says that God is not unjust or unrighteous, that he should forget your work and labor of love mm-hmm. that you have shown to all the saints. And that's a really important passage because sometimes we do think, oh yeah, God just brought me from this and now I'm expected to do all these different things. No, no, God is faithful and he is just and he's a rewarder of those who diligently right. seek him. And there yep. is a reward that is laid up for us Amen. through all of this work and labor. We have to keep that in the forefront of our minds because otherwise we will get weary, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been a great show today, diving awesome. in today, tackling. I don't know where we're going to be next week, but it's going to be awesome. Maybe it's another Christmas message. We're going to have a lot of fun. We hope Amen. to see you at the Christmas Carol. And why don't we just close out with some sure. prayer? Father, thank you uh, that you are always mm. being born in the lives of people. And you call us to come into partnership and to prepare the way for that work. And so, Father, we just uh, reconsecrate ourselves. We, we commit yes, ourselves Lord. to you to be your vessels. And we look forward to seeing how you reveal yourself to us, even in what we can see as dull. Mm. Uh, but, Father, we look for those divine appointments, those divine assignments. We look for you as the sustainer of our lives, even um, in the everyday. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Another great show with you, my friend. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's the breakdown. We'll see you next week. Give me a-